Dave Wanstead is listed as a former NFL coach from from the from the Chicago by, of the oh boy. Well, well I don't get Dave Rayman Cole because your mic is shot. Tell him throw the flag. I knew it was you all along, Missouri. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you for different reasons. I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. I'm Oh, episode 186 to throw the flag. Uh, and I guess the last one, right? Uh, Freezer, you were talking about a series finale. Yeah, there was so much that happened in the world of sports, coaches, wins, losses, cleats that happened that I don't know if there could be a better ending for a podcast. I don't know that we'll transpire. ever have a better week of college football. And there were, for there were six games played. And, <laughs> and it was every single one of every single moment on and off the field mm-hmm. were just it was it was a, a day that was chock full of college football. yeah it was it was like drugs man just it was like drugs just rammed right into our nostrils oh my gosh uh i think we gotta start with the most shocking news of the week um, and that is Gus Malzahn being showed the door not eight hours after his little his 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 dance his jig his dance mm, yeah appropriate <laughs> I mean Hankins you were dancing right now and that is very similar to the dance that uh, that Ma- that Malzahn put down let's just talk about the dance for a little while okay let's, let's not, talk about the dance we got a big old a big old heaping of college football buffalo to just start nipping. right. So let's dance in here and beat Mississippi on. State. The dance was posted after mm-hmm. a six and four Auburn beat a two and seven Mississippi State after basically running back and forth with them in the first half. I was yeah. finally pulled confused. away from them twenty four to 10. very confused when I saw because I didn't see that game to its conclusion because it was as you said was six and four Auburn versus yeah, mm-hmm. and the LSU Florida game was going on yeah, right. Time. So then I look up. And I see that this dance happened, and I get confused, and I started like, shit, who? They were playing Mississippi State, right? I was like, okay, all right. And then I was like, well, they don't get anything for this. Um, what is this dancing about? And then I was like, I don't know. I guess he just likes to cut a rug. And it then was, everything went crazy. It was embarrassing. I mean, it is it not embarrassing? Dance. Like, I, I, I hate to, I, I hate to pile on Auburn just because it's expected from three Alabama fans, but that is not something you want to see from your program. I don't want to say yeah, a bad name. I, I don't understand why they released it. I thought at the, at the moment it happened, there'd sort of been chatter that they were thinking of firing Malzahn. I was like, when they released that, I was like, nah, they can't fire him now because 
it's sort of like a laughing at yourself thing. Like we're, he's goofy, but he's still our coach. He likes to have fun. I mean, he's with us, we're with him. So I was like, Oh, there's no way they're going to get rid of this guy. They like I, him too much. I guess the video premiered on some official Auburn Twitter. Sure. Oh Auburn yeah. Football. And it was branded and had the cool, we are Auburn logo pop at the mm-hmm. up, up at the end. Like it was a, it was well done. The responses, that. the responses to that video were just a bunch of people like talking shit to people like us, you know, the SpongeBob meme, like, Oh, he's lost the locker room and like he oh has. he's lost the keys to the <laughs> locker room <laughs> and like oh he's not going anywhere look at him he's having fun the same exact uh, thing that they said about uh, dennis franchione doing a gold a golden flake commercial like six <laughs> hours before he fucking went to college station but well, um, was the dance the result of because i'm i'm again i'm baffled by the dance and i don't mean it like from the oh cornball dance. i mean like why did that fucking dance happen? I and think the he realized... only thing that makes sense is he knew he was leaving and he just oh. wanted to have one more good night with his kids. And that, that is fine. If that's why the dance happened, yeah, I'm sure. completely fine with it. Any other reason that dance happened makes no sense at all. I don't think anybody knew it was coming. I, I, I don't, I just. Well, when the fucking groove gets on you, Shawnee, you know. <sighs> You know how I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. Um, but I, I maybe just end of the season. Yeah, Jim? just okay. you know, it's a hard season, COVID, whatnot. Uh, you know, it's, it's time to unwind. You know, you get a couple weeks off before a bowl game. Sure, just cut a rug. Why not? I was reminded of probably the most telltale sign of this, and the biggest reason why Auburn, despite the austerity that's going through colleges and specifically athletic departments uh, during the pandemic. But at the beginning of the season, Malzahn said that a six-win season would be solid. And then when taken to task about it, he said, no, I meant, you know, six wins in addition to the four out-of-conference games. That we, you would still be 10-4, and four, which is why you're getting fired, because you've lost four games. <laughs> he didn't have four patsies to beat up. For the past <laughs> – for the past eight years, seven years. So, but I mean, it's the fifty-five or the forty-nine to Alabama, and then whatever thumping they got from Georgia. If those games are closer, he's probably still the coach, right? I would think so. Probably. I mean, we're, it has to be more because I mean, they didn't have other than the South Carolina loss. They didn't have another embarrassing loss, right? Who's the other team that beat them? A uh, and M beat them. Yeah. Pull away in the fourth quarter. Nothing wrong with that. That's a for this year. That's fine. Losing to Alabama and Georgia, while they are rivals, if we're just looking at it from the thirty thousand foot view, um, losing to them is not that bad. Losing as badly as he did to them is not good. Um, But yeah, it's just weird. Like none of this makes any sense because there's not a clear cut candidate that is no easy slam dunk hire. The one guy whose name obviously is going to come up is going to be Hugh Freeze, but there's a lot going on with that. Even if they do hire him, that's a lot to do. Um, Freezer, give me a hot, hot tip. Who did you tell me they were looking at? Uh, their current defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, is apparently buddy-buddy mm. with some high-level boosters that are influential and can you know, scratch the right backs to, to get it done. Uh, I'm surprised that I'm, – I'm surprised, I guess, with, along with the both of you, that they fired Gus Malzahn. I thought he was a good fit. I get it. His offense never developed. His quarterbacks never developed. But uh, if you can beat Alabama every other year, I think that's kind of what you have to go with. Um, It's just weird that – did you hear the buyout that they have from Malzahn? There's $10 million that's due within 30 days. And then over the next 
four or five years, he gets $2 million each year. Um, and it doesn't matter if he gets hired, you know, to be uh, whatever the NC state coach and they pay him $10 million. It doesn't offset what Auburn owes him. Like Auburn is in for 20 million for this. It buyout, is a Jimbo no Fisher what. level buyout. Yeah. So they have to pay that money. Then if they hire, say a Hugh freeze or Lane Kiffin or whoever else is on the list that they have to steal from another school, there's going to be buyouts there. It's very expensive to replace somebody that had, that never had a losing season, uh, got him to the SEC championship game twice in eight years. And this is during the pinnacle of Alabama's run when Alabama has been the program period to get up to the SEC championship twice is very impressive. And Georgia has been great over the last eight years too. So, I mean, well, that's the problem. It's, it's a though. weird, weird choice for me to get rid of him. You know, when you go two and seven, none of the, neither of those wins being in Athens, Mm-hmm. against georgia and then you go three and five <clears throat> one of those wins being the the kick six the and we talked about this to a football game yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly count half of those georgia games into you know the prayer at jordan Hare. yeah i mean it's you know and then the one year you did beat them you lost to them the next time you played them that year yeah when, exactly right, marbles were, you so know. it really didn't matter <laughs> uh freezer is money the main thing that you say they should have kept him for I think so. I think especially depending on if they end up with Kevin Steele, it's like you could have gotten Kevin Steele next year and Auburn would have had <laughs> Auburn and Kevin Steele would probably still have the same record. It doesn't matter who's the coach next year. And you didn't have to year. extend him two years ago or whenever yeah. that was either. I, I well, don't so- see why the uh, – if, if they end up going with Kevin Steele that they didn't have to make the move right here right now. It's 21 for Malzahn, $21 million, <laughs> and then $5 million for Kevin Steele. Yeah. That's His expensive. buyout's five million, um, and then so if they don't do you have to him, buy him out oof. if you if you promote him? No, no. <laughs> no. But assuming, but if they got Hugh Freeze or somebody, and someone else came in there with a new staff, I mean, they're on the hook for. for so that's twenty six, and then for some reason, Chad Morris, I, who I always forget, is uh, the offensive coordinator at mm-hmm. Auburn. He's they're in for one one and a half million for him. So yeah. I mean, all told, it's twenty seven and a half million dollars. That is a big check to write. While colleges are like forcing kids yeah, to risk getting COVID. Look, man, that's not, I get it. I understand why people say that, but that's not apples to, the fucking school ain't paying that money. Yeah, it's someone Yellow else's money. paying that money. The but, Pat Dye Foundation's mm-hmm. paying that money. It's like, it's monopoly money at that point. It's, it, it's fun to talk about, but ain't nobody going to not have no textbook. Also, these colleges charge a thousand dollars for a fucking textbook. Yeah. So fuck them too. Of course, <laughs> no. It's it, it's it's just not good optics when you're you know um, trying to squeeze money out of uh, kids who aren't playing football and then spending it willy nilly in another department. Yeah, that department bring, that department draws a lot of water around here. Physics department, you don't draw shit. So <laughs> I don't know, who have you seen there, the physics department? So who on the their coaching hit list do you think makes sense? You know, Hugh Freeze, Mario Cristobal, Lane Kiffin, Kevin Steele, Billy Napier guy. Is any of them, is that enough? Is that enough of a pop for you to uh, shoot that $20 million load? To is it, Does that do anything for you as an Auburn Fan? Freezer, freezer, you're missing. You're missing the. It's it, it's the uh, it's it, it's the side shuffle. It's the lucky number eleven. You're never. You're 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 not looking in the right place. 
Art Bryles just signaled Ugh. He did. by resigning his he high did. school gig he that did. he is ready. He's got, he looks like a different, he looks like a, a, a midpoint like between Unabomber. Lane Kiffin. And he does look like the Unabomber. He's, he's going he's gonna to be wearing purple. He's going it's, it, to, it's going to be amazing. His hair, his hair's all fucked up. He is ready to bring excitement to the planes once yeah. again. The Art Brawl signaling is very interesting. Not necessarily because I think he might go to Auburn, because I think he might replace Hugh Freeze at Liberty. And Liberty <laughs> might be the new sort of, hey, you guys did some rapes. It's cool. You can come here. Nobody rapes here. Can we just take a moment and <laughs> can we take a moment and just uh, recognize that two two people on uh, Auburn shortlist, I'm assuming Art Browse is on there as well, um, like oversaw a mas- ma- ma- uh, massive like sexual uh, misgivings yeah. in their program. I wonder if school. I wonder if uh, Scott Cochran is going to float his name out. Like he's interested <laughs> in this job. You know, I'm sure he is. He has to be. Hey guys, he's me. waving, raising his hand. <laughs> Don't forget you seen that commercial with me and Nick? <laughs> <laughs> like the the Kevin Steele thing, while not a big splash, might be a way to go. Um, mm. especially if you just did have to pay all this money to get this other cat out. Um, because for me, I look at this as either if you can't get an absolute slam dunk and there might not be one out there, Hugh Freeze, I understand why people think that. Um, certainly when your biggest rival is Alabama, having a guy that took old Miss over Alabama two out of three years is certainly a thing. Um, however, that program got railroaded by sanctions after he left, so we know how he did it now. And look, I want to be clear about this. This is not a dig at Auburn. But if Auburn thinks they can cheat better than Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze is the guy to have there, maybe that works. And again, I'm not making a dig. They probably can cheat better than Ole Miss. We probably cheat a little bit better than they do. That's not a dig. But, like, that's the only reason that thing makes sense. But the the Kevin Steele thing is at least, okay, we got a, some continuity in the program. He's not going to cost nearly as much as these other coaches do, given we just shelled out all this money. Um, and if that's something anybody cares about, and if the boosters who said, I'll write the check to get this clown out of here so long as Kevin Steele's the dude, then why fight it right now? What do you got to lose? Yeah, if you can let Kevin <clears throat> Kevin Steele kind of bridge the gap with some boring, you know, ten and two seasons, uh, you know, more power to him. And no title would, recruit um, doesn't would, have a wacky goofball defense uh, offense. Um, we'd have another Saban assistant being a head coach. Know, yeah, plays to their strength of defense first. It's not crazy, Freezer. Who would you pick if it was you? Uh, out of those, if Jimmy people? Rain calls you tomorrow, Matt. I got some wood to chew mm-hmm. with you, buddy. What do you want to do out here on the plane? She's chewing wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like tobacco? Mm-hmm. Um, out of those people, I think it's just not the right time for Lane Kiffin. If he was still at FAU, but him just being this the first year at Ole Miss, I don't think he can make that move. Even if you drove a boatload of money, I don't think Lane is going to jump. Um, Billy Napier is okay? I mean... I, I don't know. I, I still wouldn't have made the the move to begin with. 
Um, so, but if you put a gun to my head, I guess I'm going to pick Hugh Freeze Ooh. and just, just hope that the, you know, his demons are behind him. He's surely repented. he's not going to cheat again, right? Yeah. Surely there's no more whores, you know, who is? or, uh, you know, who is? I don't know. I don't think the, like the whores, there's just nobody out there that excites the whores me. Isn't an issue. It's the whores the cheating isn't that's an issue. issue. It's the whores, the whores isn't an issue. It's not, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the cheating, but then again, they just hired Bruce Pearl after he left Tennessee under. <laughs> so like, I, I, I don't think that they care about whores or cheating. No. And I don't think they should either. Like, I don't, no, no. I, I do not want to come off as high and mighty at all. Um, I but just, I will say that creed of theirs seems to, you know, harkens back to some do the right things the right way, and then all of a sudden they're cheating to win like Eddie Guerrero. Come on, guys. Which I'm a big fan of. I mean, you can't have it both ways. Either you live by the Auburn creed or you don't. If you I, don't, don't rub it in my face. And you, you, uh, you have been a long, long opponent of uh, the Auburn Creed freezer. You know what it's like. You go into someone's office, they got their diploma hanging there, and the Creed's there. It's like, come on, that's BS. And I'm pointing I, to the diploma. Not the creed. <laughs> oh, damn. I just remember the, uh, I, something about I go, I go to Auburn and I love it. That's the last line. And it's, the it, it's just a poorly written screed. You know, George Peter was just really, he, he was just, he was just stream of conscious, just firing off what he thought about the loveliest village on the plains. Where does, uh, where does Gus Malzahn wind up next? I don't know. He can uh, sit around for the next well, few South years. Carolina? No, they That's already got a guy. Shit. Scrooge yeah. McDuck's fucking house. Who cares, man? He can take any job and it doesn't matter. Dude, can... you would never hear from me again if you gave me <laughs> 21 milli. I assume he's going to take a year off, uh, do you know some ESPN gigs Probably would be gigs. pretty good at – probably be a pretty good broadcaster if I probably had Probably would. Bet. I bet he would. Um, not going to have to worry about him swearing. Yeah. That's the first thing. He's already got that ahead of him. Um, if he owns one cool pink, sh- pink shirt, he'll get a lot of run on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, he sure mm-hmm. will. Um, do you think Auburn will go after any of those big ghost names that are out there? In the I'm sure you have to make the obligatory call to Urban Meyer and Bob Stoops just to have them say no officially. Because yeah. he hates to just not ask them. And then all of a sudden you find out that uh, – I would have gone. I don't know. USC or UCLA hires one out of the blue because you forgot to ask. Why does uh, where does uh, Shiano fall into this? Is he is he up for this? <laughs> <job>? <laughs> That's actually not completely crazy. <laughs> I mean, you know, think, but that the the second he steps over that state line, he uh, he disappears like the fucking <laughs> baseball players. What <laughs> <and laughs> Sho- shoeless Joe? Where is Bobby Petrino? By the way, I think he's I inside a Kentucky? soccer player. Sarah, not, not, my, not my precious Sarah Fuller. I don't think he's doing anything. Yeah, I think he was at Western Kentucky for a year, but I don't know what he did after that. Would that not be wonderful that if all these years later, all these years after the midnight flight, all these years, oh my God. Finally Wait, didn't he go home. back to Louisville? I've forgotten his trajectory. Yeah, yeah. so he, he was Auburn's offensive coordinator, got hired by Louisville in 03, uh, coached the Falcons for 17 minutes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, are, quit at halftime <laughs> or not? Halftime, but like, quit by leaving notes in lockers. Like, hey guys, peace. I'm went out. to went to Arkansas. Went to Western Kentucky for a year. Went back to Louisville for five years. He is now the head ball coach 
uh, th- this year, effective this year, 2020 at Missouri State. Mm-hmm. How so, old is he? He's 60 ish? He's 59 years old. Oh, Extremely right. right. Extremely right. That's, that's not a bad. Damn. But I think there's better people than that. I'd rather have few Freeze than that. But. So, all right, Freezer, let's just yeah. say, let's just, let me give me an archetype instead of a dude. Um, do you think that Auburn needs to go with some sort of established person who's had a big time head coaching job before somewhere? Or do they need, just need to completely blow it all up? get someone that is outside a complete outsider right now to just see what, what can get done. I think that they have to get somebody with sec experience, someone that knows how to recruit uh, down South. So that checks all the boxes of everyone who's been mentioned so far. Your yeah. Kevin Steele's, your Mario Cristobal's, your Hugh freezes. Um, I don't think, well, I, if I'm them, I think that their obsession with Malzahn is he never got the offense going. So I think you have to get somebody that's had success on the offensive side of the ball, which Kevin Steele hasn't had. Um, you know, so that leads me to Glenn Kiffin, Hugh Freeze, uh, Mario Cristobal to another extent. So I think it's got to be one of those three. You have to stay with somebody that's been here before, has recruited here before, and has had success. I think that's the bullet points you shoot for. Sean, when you're checking is, off boxes. Is the attraction to Lane Kiffin strictly just to get under Saban's skin? Because that's the one that I don't understand at all. Like Hugh Freeze, I get. Lane Kiffin, I don't. I think it is. It's just uh, he could, you know, have those barbs, have the Twitter whatevers, have an Instagram post, uh, wear some sunglasses, and everyone thinks he's, you know, Ocean's Elevening it or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> You're on mute, Johnny. You're on mute. Hagen's what's Hagen's what says thank you very much. What what sets free uh freeze apart from uh Kiffin for you? Um he looks like Auburn. Hugh Freeze just looks like an Auburn coach. Like, not a dig. Like he just he, he he fits the mold. Um but the problem with with Freeze though, and Kiffin's the fucking a wild card maniac. Like I think that his shtick might run out real quick down there. Um, they don't, while we, well, I don't agree with them philosophically on everything, they don't cotton to a lot of horse shit either. Um, and I think that yeah. Kiffin's shtick is going to get, get old real, real fast down there. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, I would imagine <clears throat> Ole Miss and their uh, uh, propensity to point to never losing a party mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. when they go, you know, five and six, five and seven. Um, that they would probably keep Kiffin around. But is than Freeze not just Gus Malzahn wearing a different hat? Like, yeah. Those two seem like the same dude to me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know anything about Gus Malzahn's offense, aside from that he can't develop a quarterback. Yeah. Which is, that's the killer, right? If, we, if he had ever developed one quarterback, he's had a slew of running backs that looked real good a lot of times. I mean, we've talked about Michigan being down, but they gladly took a fucking transfer that Hugh mm-hmm. Freeze built. Mm-hmm. That's fair. He was awful, but they took yeah. him. <laughs> they took him. You can't say that about him. <laughs> and say what you will about Shea Patterson. One of them did coach Swag Kelly. Ooh, it's true. It's true. So, keep them up. Just keep them up. So, <laughs> um, it's only two. 
So other, <laughs> uh, the, the, the coaching carousel is in full swing. We've had 10 firing slash moving ons. Um, Kevin Sumlin's out this week as well. I will yield yeah. my time to free <laughs> Saturday well, evening. Saturday evening. Yeah. After losing dog... 70 to 7 mm-hmm. to Herm Edwards. Just going to let the dog walk on this it one. It had been, you know, I started the bit last week. I thought it would be fun to carry it over through the off season because they were already at like 430-something days without a football victory. If he would have stayed the coach, it would have rolled up to like 600-plus days. Uh, they start out this year 0 and 6. Um, like Sean said, lost to Arizona State, their big rival, 70 to 7, dropping him to his uh, another losing season, no bowl game. Um, he clearly was not the answer. Apparently, did not care to recruit very well down there. Um, those schools in the Pac-12 South are sort of seen as sleeping giants. You know, if, some, if they can ever get somebody, either at Arizona, Arizona State, UCLA the right person at the right time you can win but just no one down no school down there has been able to get the the magic formula and it it was clear that uh kevin sumlin wasn't going to do it for the wildcats so yeah i mean they, if, they had to cut ties with them it just was it was a disaster you find somebody who clicks and all of a sudden you're <clears throat> oregon with chip kelly and you have 10 years of success yeah i mean rich rodriguez uh had i think five out of six years going to a bowl game um, but then he got me tooed and had to be dismissed. So, uh, you know, they had to make a change, but someone was not the answer. That baby arm was just popping out of those, those umbros. <laughs> um, what, uh, I, I don't know. I always go back and forth on this. What if Kevin, someone just stayed in Houston and just made a little bit more every year and like used, you know, the A&M job to, to leverage a bigger salary, just stay in Houston, man. You know, it, uh, I guess he just had to chase that money. Uh, A&M backed up the, the Brinks truck for him. They hung, hung around to him a little bit longer than they probably needed to. Um, but clearly his star has faded. I don't know where he goes from here. Um, at least with uh, Gus Malzahn, you could see him popping up somewhere relatively soon. Uh, someone will definitely have to go into some rehab to, to get a better coaching job because I don't know if anybody's going to be knocking on his door or calling his cell phone anytime soon. But, like, he is my current number one candidate for the Nick Saban Rehabilitation School for Wayward Coaches. Um, I don't want to be hyperbolic here, but can we think of a worse fading star, aside from defending national champion Scott Frost? Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, the coach that had Johnny Manziel win the Heisman Trophy, that for two or three years had a Texas A&M team that was very good, knocking on the door of getting of, of a breakthrough, um, who had taken over the state of Texas to a degree while Texas was struggling. Um, that guy goes from that moment to being beaten by nearly 70 points by upstart young man Herm Edwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good a man for, for Herm Edwards. The mascot of the team he was hired to coach. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a fall from grace, and you know, I've been anti Kevin Sumlin for a while since his mm. last couple years at A and M, where I thought like a, you know, it sounds like a dog definitely dog. could do better. And then when he somehow got this job at Arizona, I just knew it would end up like this. So chalk this one up as a victory for me. Still undefeated. I'd love to. I'd love to swing and swing at him, but I can't. He's he nailed this. 
Look like he did that window with that brick. He's fucking been on target with this the whole time. <laughs> I mean, not a good luck when you, you know, the the Arizona Arizona State is is there a name for the Arizona Arizona State rivalry? It's called the Booze Hound. Can't put that booze down. I'm gonna look it up. It's got some sort of. But I mean, an Owen four Arizona versus an Owen two Arizona State is like. That ends in a seventy to seven game. Just one of the many, many games that made Saturday a fucking fantastic day. How do you get beat that bad by your chief rival when your job is yeah. on the line? Like, how does that even happen? That's and they even Arizona State can't be sixty plus points better mm-hmm. than Arizona just by definition. Mm-mm. By definition called... of both being Power Five schools, there can't be the gap can't be that big. It's called the duel in the desert. And I want to give a special shout out to that uh, Chinese guy on Arizona state's team who, who got the Sarah Fuller treatment, you know, stick him in at the end of the game, let him score some points and you get the PR uh, blitz for, for letting a Chinese kid uh, score. Did you you guys happen to see or hear his post-game press conference? Did not. Do you have an imitation? I'm not going to do one because Shawnee will get, very nervous. I'm sorry. I have a question. Do we know that the guy's Chinese or is he Asian? You're just no, no. He is. He is from he is China, like born Chinese. in China. Okay. okay. And mm-hmm. I think he he said in his interview that he had China swag or something to that effect. It is very funny, Freezer. I strongly recommend you go seek it out because it is very funny. And uh, I'm that's all. That's all I'm allowed to say about it, Freezer. Other than uh, that's it. That's all I can say. Um, we found out. That uh, after Alabama put the hurting on uh, on Arkansas, that Butch Jones uh, hopped a flight from Tuscaloosa to somewhere in Arkansas to take the Arkansas State job. Yeah, kudos to him. He he uh, paid his dues in coach rehabilitation. Another graduate, another proud graduate of the Nick Saban Rehabilitation School for wayward coaches. And you know what? He did look like he had a great time in Alabama. I don't know if he did anything. I don't know if he did anything, but the I know that players seemed to like time. him. They did like, and they did really seem to enjoy him, and like he did seem to have a relationship with those guys. And good for him, Charlie Strong. You're on the clock, my man. Yeah. Um, it is. I I understand that. Uh, you know, he. I don't know. He was at Tennessee for what four years. Four or five, yeah. Four or five years. It is legitimately hilarious to see how quickly he, he like, started smoking a cigar at the Alabama-Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> there was no separation between his firing and going on to be an offensive assistant at Alabama. It was – he got Phoenix fired in 17, season. in 18, he was, he was at Alabama. And all of a sudden, he's smoking cigars and rubbing it in his whole team's yeah. faces. These are kids that he recruited. I do love that about him. It's it really fucking funny. It got real – ugly at the end of that tenure and it's rightfully so i'm not picking on the tennessee people here because sure. he was abject terror he was awful yeah he was but you know tennessee fans are a special group they are yeah. a very special group they are when we talk about people with the trophy with the attitude and not the trophy case they their trophy is the oldest other than georgia's of the big major programs yeah um but they still think it is that Peyton Manning and Philip Fulmer are running roughshod over the league up there. And they got real aggravated with him and they let it be known. And he couldn't wait to fucking fire up on their asses. <laughs> you won my heart, Butch Jones. You're the champion of life and the champion of my heart. 
Oh, speaking of, I uh, definitely bought the domain name uh, uh, Life Champions. Oh, I can't believe that was available. Uh, Life Championships uh, was was taken, but I'll be uh, I'll be building out that site to uh, to nurture my obsession of the uh, the Life Championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll keep track of that, and that'll be just another part of. Uh, TTFnetwork.com. Um, moving down the line, Lovey Smith. Man, this was a banner day for you, my friend. It was look a how, trifecta. God, you just you just look like you. <laughs> Weird hat, Freezer. Why'd you cut the eyes out of it like that? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, this is my Halloween, and I'm a ghost, a spooky ghost. <laughs> now, this was a, you know, it was. I started out. Uh, Sort of as a bit, not liking Levy Smith. I thought he was a retread from the NFL. We, we, with the we pulled back the kimono about a month ago and, and failed with the Buccaneers. Uh, somehow got an in a, got a head coaching job at a a school that should be better than they are. Um, didn't like him from day one and just sort of just continued the bit. But uh, uh, he got him to one bowl game in five seasons. Went two and five this year. Last year he went to a bowl game. Yeah, Hankins went to that we bowl game. We went to too. a bowl game. We um, all went to a bowl game. So, you know, it's bittersweet to to see him not have a job anymore, but you know, he's going to get those millions of dollars for whatever to do whatever he does, grow beards, uh and whatnot. So, kudos to him, but it's a sad day for this podcast to not have <laughs> the animosity between myself and Lovey Smith anymore. I can let it go. Real whipping boys on this this week. I mean, I don't, I don't. Freezer, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm going to put the challenge in. Um, this show is better when you have a, an unreasonable gripe. Mm-hmm. So this off season, after we rank our coaches, after we review our predictions, we need you to pick some new enemies. You need yeah. a new boogeyman. Yeah, because the Bogey. three on the top of my list are gone with the yeah. Malzahn, someone, do, do and Do you have Smith. any? Do you have any front runners for who you think you might turn your ire on? Uh, well, the dude at Oklahoma State's still up there. Uh, Mike Gundy. Um, uh, hmm, interesting choice. Didn't see that one coming. I don't know. I don't know. How did you take I've lost. That? I've lost the love. Oh, like a Dino Babers. <laughs> nah, I guess Dabo's up there. I guess Dabo, but everyone hates Dabo. Where's Willie Tar- Where's Willie Taggart these days? Is it F A U now? Uh, nah, I you know I can't root against somebody at a school like that though. Mm. I don't know. Well, the only other uh, coaching move of note is that Vanderbilt hired Notre Dame defensive coordinator Clark Lee. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Lee? Is it? Leia, so it's Clark Leah Thompson. Yeah, that's what um, that's. I think so. He was smoking hot in Howard the Duck, first Marvel movie. <laughs> Brother, tell me about it. Um, the what about Leah Thompson in Back to the Future Two when Marty goes back to 1985 and she's uh and she's old. She's in Biff's tower with that like gold yeah, sort of sequined. Yeah, yeah. And she I says to in. Biff, "You made me get these things." And you're gonna get him back. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's some weird threat she says as she's walking away, and then Biff, you know, says, "You, your your brother will go back to jail and all this stuff." So that is the whole movie. That, that is, is the a, whole mm-hmm. the whole trilogy. <laughs> it truly is. Um, 
I guess Vanderbilt is one of the few schools that you can take a job from and still be like, well, I'll fuck with you guys in a month or two because I have a national championship. Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's kind of a big win for them. If I'm being honest, I mean, Notre Dame's a big program. Yeah. That defense has been pretty good. Um, they have similar recruiting uh, restraints with the academic levels to get in there. Uh, sure. As far as hires go, they could have done a worse job. Scott Cochran was nosing around yeah. for it. So. Yeah, this dude is from Nashville, went to uh, a private school there for high school, went to Vanderbilt. So, you know. That fits my criteria of just hiring. Uh, I wish he had, did he play for the Titans ever? That no, is, I don't think he made the NFL. That's a big deal for me. Maybe oh. he tried out for him. But, you know, he knows the area. He knows the school. So, you know, he's a hot up-and-comer guy. I mean, like Vanderbilt is obviously a tough gig. But you win six games twice and you're going to get a gazillion dollars from some mid-level power five school. Like Penn State. Like Penn State. Exactly. Um, well, that's pretty much it on the coaching, coaching carousel other than uh, Justin Fuentes is not getting fired mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somehow. Oh, Krista Ball to Auburn just seems like the weirdest fucking move. Like nothing about that fits. Um, I, don't un- I don't understand it at all from just a history of the program. Pers- they've, have they ever had a guy like that? And I'm not even talking on like, his fa- I'm not meaning any racial thing like that. Ooh. Just like a dude, like just a dude. Like Crystal Ball's just a dude. I don't think I, Auburn's ever had just I a dude. I think what sets him apart, I mean, you know, you've seen uh, Sam Pittman was Georgia's offensive line coach, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you've seen a little bit of success in Arkansas. I doubt that they're letting that influence their decision, but – you know, Cristobal, he he played center in uh, in college. He was he was our offensive line coach for a time. Um, maybe it's those you know you're trying to pick an offensive minded dude, but you're not necessarily concerned with the flashiness of yeah, getting his, you know filling your team with Anthony Schwartz's and yeah, uh, his tank his picks. biggest calling card is that he can recruit. Yeah. He uh, he was at FIU, so he knows all Florida backwards forwards. When he was at Alabama, he was a heck of a recruiter. So. That's kind of what you're getting with him, which you know can, which is what Auburn needs. You got to have recruits to compete. So I can see the draw. I just don't see him leaving Oregon. I think yeah. it's too easy of a job. No pressure. You get that Nike swag. The thing is, I just you really got to be up for a <clears throat> for a uh, a challenge taking the Auburn job because LSU, I don't. They're not going to be this bad. You know they're, they're gonna they're gonna struggle next year. They're gonna build next year, mm-hmm. but they're gonna come back soon enough. A and M is looking as good as they ever have. Um, you know who knows what if the they can Arkansas. squeeze one more year out of Kellen Mond, I think they're gonna be great. <laughs> and then like after you know not counting Saturday, Arkansas lost three games by seven points total. They could yeah. they could could have been a six mm-hmm. and three. One of the Mississippi's should be pretty good yeah. every year. Always, yeah. Um, no, it, you're right. It's a tough fucking gig. Then you got to Ju- fuck with Georgia every year. Yeah, juxtaposed with uh, I got to play USC. In Washington, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> recruiting's a different. <laughs> recruiting's a different deal up there. But hell, Oregon ain't never had no trouble getting players. Like, no. Uh, it just seems it, it seems weird, and the fit will seem even weirder to see Mario Cristobal coach. But yet again, another Saban assistant. 
Like that yeah. that's where the problem comes in. It seems like that like the NFL has gone to that thing where do you know Sean McVay at all? Have you ever talked to him on the phone? You have? Cool, you can coach here. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. College football is getting to that bit with Urban and, and, and Saban to a little bit. It's um <clears> that you know, a lot of people have made the joke about Gus Malzahn going to Alabama for the the Saban school. Go but rehab? I honestly don't think he would. I don't think he would either. I don't – it depends on how he feels about getting fired, right? Like, that is ex- – that's ultimately yeah, – true, true. Like, if he felt I like I danced for wronged, you, motherfuckers. Yeah. If I he feels like you. he was wronged, then that's the first thing he does is slide on over. And you know what? Sark might get a job somewhere. We might be looking for an offensive coordinator. And with with capable people who can recruit quarterbacks, he might be a motherfucker in Alabama. <laughs> That's true. As long as he doesn't have to develop any of them. Yes. Um. <clears throat> well, we've got wherever three he more... goes, he can take Bryce Young with him. <laughs> <laughs> we've got three more weeks uh, before the Heisman uh, ceremony happens, so I think we could probably wait until after the the conference championships uh, to to play out. But uh, just in a word, yes or no, from both of you, do you think that Devontae Smith has a chance to win the Heisman? Yes. Yes. In a word, yes or no, should Devontae Smith win the Heisman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's move on to the games. Can we talk about games, Hankins? Is that okay? Yeah, a few, a few of them. Okay, okay. Um, does USC have any chance to really be in the playoffs Freezer, I'll let you weigh in on that because you got the data, baby. They moved up a little bit. They creeped up to number 13 in the latest rankings. So they would need pretty much absolute chaos for them to make it to the make it to the final four, which would be Alabama winning, Notre Dame destroying Clemson to mm-hmm. knock Clemson all the way out. Um they would also need Ohio State probably to lose to Northwestern. Yeah. Um Let's see, have – that's probably all they need, but that's a lot of dominoes to fall, and I just don't see it happening. Uh, you know, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt that Ohio State got. They're both 5-0. and oh, Yeah. Uh, but it's just where you started the season. They Who started – they get in their title game? Uh, it was going to be Washington, but Washington has COVID issues, so they are now playing the runner-up, which is Oregon. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Which season is so fucking Um <laughs> They're not going to win that game. Oregon's going to win that game. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> Especially <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap on USC, guys. Yeah. Especially, yeah, it was just bizarre to see them, like, number four with the high, the fourth highest percentage to make the playoff uh, on whatever ESPN's little – Yeah, one of those simulations. <laughs> simulation uh, does. Um, yeah, I, especially with, uh, you know, today we found out that A&M is basically knocking on the door at number five in the playoff uh, standings. I that's that's their real firewall. Yep. Yeah, they'd also need A and M to lose to Tennessee. I forgot yeah. about A and M sitting right there too. <clears throat> um, no real implications, uh, conference, national, or otherwise. But we definitely need to talk about the fucking hurting that North Carolina put on Miami. Lord, like that was I hadn't been shocked by much <laughs> this year. Um, I was shocked <laughs> by how bad Georgia beat Auburn when that happened. Of course. Um, I was shocked by the Arizona State, Arizona State final. But I don't know if just turning on that fucking UNC-Miami game, you're like, okay, this will be a nice little little, yeah. little bridge, a little nice little something to have on. 
and it just turned into a routing immediately. And just a tub thumping, if you will. Yes, that is shocking. I do appreciate how Miami went for two. They just started going for two. And- we need a point, man. We need it real, real bad in the third and fourth quarter when they when they were down like, I mean, they were down like thirty four to ten or forty one to ten. And um, but yeah, a uh, a combined seven hundred and seventy eight rushing yards or just our total yards, total yards, total yards. That's fucking unheard of. Um, five hundred North Carolina. Let's not wax over the fact that it was North Carolina that did this. 544 rushing yards by um, their top two rushers. They averaged 12.8 and 10.3 yards a carry. Michael yeah, and Carter have, and Javante Williams. They have a, one of the highlights. I can't remember which running back it is, but he breaks like four tackles, does a spin move, and trucks over a Miami defender. It's it's definitely uh, something that will be shown over and over again. Uh, but yeah, and Ed Reed know. is on that sideline. Yeah, <laughs> Mac Brown can coach guys. We all. I was, you know, two years ago was like this guy just won't work out. He's too old. But yeah, you know, they're seven and three. You know, shame on me. <sighs> Mac Brown can coach when there's literally nothing on the line. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he's the guy you want in the trenches when there is nothing to be gained or lost. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> well, we we kind of already went through the Auburn uh, Mississippi State game um, again. Why? Why? Why did they fire him? Why? Don't know. Yeah, there, you... there's some inside scoop to this that has not come out yet. Um, it just – it's weird. It's a its a weird firing. Like, obviously what he did this year didn't merit a firing, especially when a couple years ago he did seem to merit a firing and they extended him the, year, the next year. Um, nothing about this adds up unless there is, as Freezer said, you know, pressure from the boosters – or there is just something about the story we don't know at all. I mean, is there <laughs> – it just seems like Gus Malzahn has, purposefully or not, just made the Auburn administration look like assholes at every turn. You know, they give them this massive this massive uh, uh, extension because there are rumors that Arkansas like wants to Arkansas. talk to Auburn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Gus, and then he proceeds to go on an zero and two, a two game losing streak. Uh, you know, losing to Georgia in the SEC championship, uh, effectively erasing the win over Georgia earlier that year, mm-hmm. and then losing the national championship two. to UCF. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that may have been the one time I've actually rooted for Auburn ever in life. I don't know. I don't know what I did during that. They should have fired him then, but they didn't. They gave him some mo money, mo money, mo. God. So um, anyway, uh, let's let's talk about that. The uh, the only other non-Alabama football game that happened on uh, SEC game, uh, LSU Florida. Yeah, this was a game where Florida was twenty-four point favorites. Uh, Kyle Trask, Heisman favorite, um, and just everything that could go against Florida, win against Florida, self-inflicted mistakes, turnovers, penalties. Um, You can't make that many mistakes and and not lose games. Uh, It just, you know, they outgained LSU like 600 to 400, but just the turnovers and the pick sixes – uh, I was just just wasn't their night, and LSU 
give Coach Orgeron some credit. I thought they were done, though, after getting blitzed by Alabama the week mm. prior. Um, he got them ready to play, and, you know, they executed and took advantage of those mistakes. Well, Florida had their Ole Miss game, as Alabama had. Like, that was their Ole Miss game. But the yeah. difference is one shoe. Yeah. The game of inches, this one was about 11 and a half. Um, thrown for as the reference, my favorite, like the shoe thing. I know where everybody's made their jokes already. We're a little late to the party because we want to wait for all the data points to come in before we. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sean's on mute again, but um, the fact that the referee was so indignant when he said <laughs> number eleven threw a shoe twenty yards down the field, he was so angry that he got the wrong man. It was number three that did it. They pinned it on 11 for chunking the shit out of a shoe. But even with the shoe chunk, was it like a 50-plus yard field goal free? 57. In the fog. 57-yard field goal in what looked like a radioactive fucking zone. He Mm -hmm. boots that son of a bitch through. Um, I don't know how this happens. Dan Mullen saying afterwards that his player had made a football move with the shoe is just mm-hmm. really, really funny. He is, Sean, you're still on mute. Um, he is really, really indignant. <laughs> I always forget. Uh, we, we, we need to talk about Dan Mullen's Let's fucking um, <clears throat> post-game interview. You yeah. know, they, they asked him about the shoe, and he was like, well, you know, I didn't see it. And uh, he, he pauses a little bit, and he's like, and they told me to throw a shoe, so I guess that's a penalty. I don't know. Did you uh, – did you see him throw the shoe? And then you hear just faintly the reporter that he asked said, yeah, he threw it like 20 yards. And I mean, it's, I, I can't imagine the conversation that would be had if that was on an Alabama team that like, you know, you're knocking on the door in the playoffs. If you know, you're, you're not going to be ahead in the spread going into uh, to, to play Alabama in the SEC championship. But you know what, if you only have the, the, the one loss, on your resume and you have a chance to make the playoffs. Whew, that is uh that is rough. That is absolutely what rough. does that win do for LSU though? Like, does that I, turn everything around? I don't know if it's just a red herring because I don't think that they're, they're, me, de- they're rephr- definitely not good this year. Let me rephrase that freezer. What does that do for the perception of LSU by their fan base? The perception is uh, I think the smart, smart fans know that this year was a disaster um that they definitely were some telltale signs with everybody you know they lost all their coaches people didn't play people started quitting in the middle of the season there's the internal rape investigation i don't think that this is much of a band-aid i think it's just morale hey we beat florida we can rub it in florida's face but the smart fans surely know that like this really doesn't what what's happening today a week ago we probably should still feel the same way that our team still isn't very good i i wouldn't think it does much in the perception for them i would hope i think i would hope we would feel the same way like we got lucky in beating them but there's still some major issues that need to be addressed how did you start you started just get caught looking ahead is that what happened to him I guess something i mean uh so kyle pitts didn't play you know they held him out say you know he was dinged up so I think maybe they, this during the week they knew he wasn't going to play. Like, oh, we don't need him. We, yeah. we watched Alabama beat him by 38. They've given up. And, you know, yeah, I guess you can't have that mentality. You've got to know that, hey, they still have 50-some-odd scholarship players. They got some coaches. They won the national championship last year. 
anything can happen. And it did. <laughs> it did. Including a made field goal after a shoe toss. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're an LSU fan, I think that you just kind of cautiously <clears throat> see how the offseason goes. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe you're hopeful that you can, you know, be a contender in the division next year. But mm-hmm. there's a lot that needs to be corrected. Because, <clears throat> um, I mean, you know, a lot of the people who left were going to leave anyway uh, yeah. at the end mm-hmm. of this year. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're proud of your team because you played every game, I guess. Yeah. You did um, play them all. <laughs> the conference are, played them all except for one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just one. Ole Miss A&M or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what about fucking uh, – what is it – if you're an Arkansas fan today, what the fuck do you think is going on? Mm. Yeah, because you, you would feel that the whole season, they like Sean said, they lost so many games so close, but then – against the, the best team in the conference, you get your your doors blasted off. And then they got their doors blasted off this week, too. Yeah. Uh, Georgia just so beat I, their shit out of them. <laughs> they thought they were close. Maybe they aren't as close as they thought. Or not but, Georgia. Who did Georgia play Missouri? Who beat right. the wheels off of Arkansas this week? Alabama. They beat Missouri last week. Missouri. I did, I'm yeah. thinking about Missouri. That's that's who Georgia beat yeah. the fucking breaks off. So of I, th- I think as an Arkansas fan, you feel like the the foundation is set – you know, better days are ahead, but you just weren't going to beat Alabama this year, and you know. didn't. Is this Pittman's first year or second year? First. First year. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I think there's plenty to, to look forward to in Arkansas, but that's just because, my God, the past yeah. – You have certainly to can't forward. get any worse, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it, legitimately the moment, back bef- at. the moment before Petrino crashed his bike is the last good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you do there. Football is weird, man. Football is real weird. Football is weird. Um, do you, do you blame the kid who threw the shoe completely for the loss? Uh, not really. It was, you know, heat of the moment. Uh, wasn't the best decision. Uh, you know, if it would have been a towel, maybe you get away with it, but the shoe, I, you, you kind of have to know what you're throwing. It's you have to just don't throw it. Like I'm, I've thought about that a lot. Um, and the, the normal thing to say is, Hey, there's a lot of places to win the game or lose the game. All those things. However, it was, they had just had a fourth down stop, right? Yeah. That was uh that, that play that they, they got the tackle was like a third down. LSU was going to punt with like a minute yeah, 50. With a minute tie game. It was, it was yeah. going to be third down and super long. They're going to punt tie game. Um, yeah, he's got to take the heat on this one, man. Like, I understand that Florida didn't play well. They had a bunch of – but the turnovers, some of them were just wacky as all hell. Just a lot of crazy shit happened. But, my man, you cannot throw a shoe when the playoffs are on the line. Who throws a shoe? Who threw – I wish I'd been first to market with that. Yeah, that, that, was, that was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But you threw a shoe, and you threw it 20 yards down the field. So egregious, in fact, that the officials once again said he threw a shoe <laughs> 20 yards down the field. Like, they were furious about it. They couldn't believe it. And they all threw flags. <laughs> like, there's a, there's a wonderful shot where you see the shoe arcing up to the climax <laughs> of the point, and then all the flags come up underneath it like a wonderful oh, man. display. And it's isn't beautiful. That cra- isn't whatever that fucking weird fog that Dan mm-hmm. Mullen pumped in was? <laughs> I want a COVID fog over the swamp. I think it's just somebody's vape pen, to be honest. <laughs> Those are some chunky fucking clouds, that, that vapor guy, man. Cotton. Ripping cotton. Damn. 
Um, uh, Dan Mullen is. This has not been a good year for Dan Mullen. Mm-mm. Like as a as a person. <laughs> now you you already you referenced his comments after the game about the shoe, but even after the game, people were asking, you know, how do you think you're out of the playoffs and whatnot? And he dug in his heels, you know, he was saying, you know, other conferences chose not to play this week. Uh, they protected their teams. Uh, the SEC didn't. Do you kind of buy his argument? Does he does he have a hill to die on there? Or should they have just not lost LSU? And Don't lose LSU. Went on the field, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he has a point, but, like, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, it's, I can't. Like this only happened because shit. Got, like these games weren't supposed to happen, right? This was supposed to this be an was, off week. Yeah, this was supposed to be back in October. Yeah, it's a makeup. So, just canceling the game because blah blah blah. Nah, dude, you gotta you gotta fucking win that game. You just gotta win it. And I don't care what everybody else does. You're the fucking SEC. It just means more. You gotta win that game. You're a 25 point favorite at home. What are we talking about? Like, yeah, win I, the goddamn game. I mean, this you're, is your your quarterback came into the game with the Heisman. Yeah, we win the fucking game. And if it happened yeah. to us, I'd say win the fucking game. If yeah. if we had gotten beat by whoever, what bums we played, Arkansas. I've just I've, it was such a destruction. I completely <laughs> forgot who we played this week, and I was trying to give them a loss to Georgia. Um, but we had to win that game, and we had to be scared when fucking. You know, this guy might get hurt or that thing might happen. Or this, like, that's just it. You got to win the fucking games. Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of starts – everybody starts the season with the same parameters, right? Like, right. I get this year was a little different. But, like, <clears throat> you know, you, your conference opponents, every it was a level level playing You're always going to play those guys regardless. And it there it is something, um, even as it's dirty and mean and, and questionable whether we should have played football or any of that – it is something to be said that the conference did play all the games but one. That is something to hang your hat on. Yeah, if for sure. You are the conference. If you have beat your chest the way the SEC beats their chest, you have to play the games. And it, it might have helped him out because in the rankings tonight, Florida was six last week. They lost to a three and five team. They only dropped one spot to seven. So I mean, they in the big a scheme bad of things, a bad team. In the big scheme of things, if they beat Alabama they could squeak back in the playoffs, you know, because Alabama, everyone thinks is, you know, the number one team. If you can beat them, I don't see how you can not be can in the playoffs. Can you give me the top ten, Freezer? It was the same top f- uh, four. Uh, so Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M five, Iowa State six, Florida seven, Georgia eight, Cincinnati nine, and Oklahoma ten. God, they don't give a shit about Cincinnati and they love Georgia. Right. It is. It's, it's really bizarre because you're looking at this right now. If Clemson loses to Notre Dame and a two loss Iowa state team <clears throat> is at six. Iowa state's going to get a better win this weekend than A&M does. You know, they're going to play number 10, Oklahoma. I mean, there's going to be a good chance that uh, a two loss team could make the playoffs this year. It could. They could squeeze in. And, I mean, if you're Florida, they said this on the playoff show, but, like, the SEC <clears throat> champion has never not made it yeah. to the playoffs. And there's never been a two-loss team in the playoffs. So, if Florida beats Alabama. It's got to be the best win of the year, like, by far. That, that would be the, the best win, no matter what. 
And if we can segue into talking Tide, um, I hate the fact that Florida lost that fucking game. <laughs> really? <laughs> hate yeah, it. They, they've got a chip yeah. on their shoulder now. I get it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't they can like let it. loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were to, if, I, I don't know how how long y'all kept watching the game after after it was over, but man, to to see those Florida players march into the locker room, you would have thought they won the game by twenty fucking points. I didn't. I didn't really notice much. Were they just? They were like, yeah. Who it? cares? Who gives a shit? It's 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 just a loss. You know, we got wow. Alabama next week. If we win, then you know that's always been the plan. Yeah, wow. I mean, they still get their, they still get last licks, as it were. I know. I hate it. I hate that shit. <laughs> Rather than come in overconfident than with something to prove, um, well, because clearly, when overconfident, they fuck up a lot. <laughs> it could be too loosey goosey with it, though. You know, like, hey, we can just lay it all on the field. We can do flea flickers and fake punts, and you know, it could come back to bite them, though. So, and I think Alabama can can play both sides of being disrespected or too much respect. Nick Saban's a mastermind at getting them motivated for whatever the situation. So yeah. and I wouldn't be too worried about it. So from a football specific standpoint, seeing that LSU offense put up all those points on Florida's defense certainly gives us a lot to be comfortable about. Um, that we should score 200 points. <laughs> yeah. We should score 200. Um, but they're going to score some points, and it's not going to be – the game's not going to be fucking fun mm-hmm. at all. Nope. They saved Pitts for that reason. He's coming mm-hmm. fresh as a daisy. Um, what did was what happened to Christian Harris? I did not hear. He uh, had an MRI done, and he's questionable slash day-to-day. They hadn't really mm-hmm. said one like way or the other yet. I so. don't like it. Um, no, I don't like this game at all. Um, and I really hate the fact that fucking Florida lost. Because I hate it just because they changed the game time. Usually the SEC championship is like 3 o'clock central. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they moved it to the prime time, 7 o'clock. Uh, so I don't oh, like so. that that it's late. I also don't like that uh, you know our players have to go to the eastern time zone for it. Body clocks, baby. Don't like that. But time zones, that, man. I think everything else checks off for Alabama. Uh even if the offenses are uh, a wash, which I don't think they are, I think Alabama's got more balance and uh, can attack you more ways than Florida can. I think Alabama's defense is better, so Alabama should win. But should, you know, but I worry about the clunker. Um, the offense hasn't had one this year. Yeah, uh, that that scares me because you you know it's coming, like it always yeah. comes. Um, but maybe then, hell, maybe this is the one where it needs to come because yeah, let's do it now. Let's get out of the way. gonna get in now. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 get all our all our doldrums out of the way in the <laughs> SEC championship game. God yeah. damn it! What a great time to be alive. <laughs> God, man. Um, the game was. Uh, I mean, I woke up at uh, at eight o'clock, raring, ready to go. And uh, fell asleep, took a nap for about the first uh, eight minutes, Uh, missed the Christian Harris injury, Um, uh, took a nap for about the first eight or nine minutes of the first quarter. Brother was up three hours and had to shut it back down. Yeah, the first quarter was kind of the the one where Arkansas played their best, too. So when you woke up, it was all Alabama. It was, yes. It was like three to three. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To your question earlier about Devontae Smith, um, that fucking – Punt return mm-hmm. was 
it looked pedestrian because he's so much faster than <laughs> everyone just else. so fast. They had to move the camera to keep him in frame with the last line of defenders. That's how far away yeah. he got from them. Um, and it got – like, that game was oddly chippy in, in parts because Arkansas was, you know, thumping their chest a little bit. Whatever you got to do to fucking get it up for number one, have at it. Um, but they went to their backup quarterback, who was a giant of a man, and he was a he was a barker a little bit, and they commenced to whipping his ass like he, like he was out there talking shit. And I mean, I'm not glad the kid got hurt, but yeah. uh, he did he did ask for an ass whooping, and it was administered unto him. Uh, Real um, watching watching Alabama games, um, you know, is it could be said that there's never enough heat for you. Um, were you yeah. satisfied with the amount of heat that the there were like line eight, and... eight sacks Arkansas finished like with less than, I don't know, 200, 200 or so yards, still not enough heat. There was not enough duress on the quarterback, not enough bruises, not enough bumps, not injured enough one, benched one injured another. And the man wants more heat he is for, a, for, for a disciple, for a young man who um, usually lets his uh, his dinners cool down when brought to him at a restaurant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very interesting. I know. <laughs> it's a conundrum. <laughs> and for a young man who's been in college for 15 years, Felipe Frank still doesn't exactly know how to play quarterback. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Damn. Arkansas had scored some points the week prior. They lost to Missouri like 45-41 or something. Yes. They've yeah. been putting up some points, but it was weird for them to – I thought they were going to be a little bit more competitive, but the, after that first quarter, they they gave up. I mean, I just thought we would get just some, hey, we just had the Iron Bowl. Hey, we got sure. the SEC championship game coming up. It's Arkansas. We know we're probably going to win, and we're going to monkey around a little bit. But there is there is something about this team that does not monkey about. Um, and <laughs> the most evident of that is when Najee Harris scores, he looks like he's put off by it. Yeah. yeah, like he is troubled mm-hmm. by score. Okay, I've, I got to do this again. Okay, I hand the ball to you, and I go over. You're like, they're as they're a business minded outfit on the field. Yeah, it's all it's all business, which I am very much here for. Love, <laughs> I, I fucking love, love to see. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I might even remember some of these players' names when they go to the NFL. That's gonna be great. <laughs> um, that's all I had for talking tide. Um, yeah, sounds good. We got the, the next- big games this weekend. Championship yeah. games abound. Um, Creel, do you want to go out reading the Auburn Creed for us? Ooh, I'll have to pull it up. I'll have to pull it up. I don't have it tattooed on my, on my Maybe shoulders. a thing will happen in post-production. Oh, should we save it for that? Yeah, thing? maybe something will happen in post. Okay. How about we, we pick some of these big games next week, yes. or this coming week? Notre Dame and Clemson. What do you say, Hankins? It's Clemson by a good amount. They're, the full squad is there. Um, it's been a long time since Clemson's had anything to prove in that conference. Um, I hate them, uh, but I think they're going to beat the shit out of Notre Dame. I agree. What about you, Sean? Ooh, Notre Dame by 20. Wow. <laughs> if that happens, it would effectively – should <laughs> effectively eliminate Clemson from the playoffs. <laughs> Are I'll they playing it. with scissor lips? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> Notre Dame by 20, and it spells the beginning of the end for the Clemson football team and Ooh. Debo Sweeney. Wow. Debo Sweeney will be persona non grata. 
uh, in in Colombia. Not they don't play there. Um, He's already <laughs> persona non grata in Colombia. Right um, and uh, he will be the next coach at Auburn University. Oh God! That would oh, be God. what a, be a disaster. That, that is the nature of prophecy, folks. You think it's going great, and then they twist the knife at the end. Yeah, Amen. the old. My source. Call. My source has told me this weekend, baby. Yeah. So Sean's picking Notre Dame to win their first conference championship. We will swing to the Big 12. Oklahoma and Iowa State play in Dallas. Uh, a rematch from earlier season, which Iowa State won. No way they beat them twice. Sooner's in a tight one. In a very un-Big 12 championship-like game. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking like a, a 20 to, to 16 kind of affair. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, bet the over because Hankins has made a prediction. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll also take Oklahoma. Uh, Iowa State by 20, and uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt Campbell is the new coach at your Clemson University. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Dominoes are a falling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Big Ten, we have Ohio State versus Northwestern in Indianapolis. A drubbing. I don't want it to be, but it's a drubbing. As we talked in the in the production meeting, maybe Northwestern hangs in there earlier. It's ten to seven for a little while, and then it's forty-five to ten real quick. Like, agreed. Ohio State's gonna, you know, put their exclamation point on saying that they belong and style points. Maybe Justin Fields is gonna throw for a whole bunch of yards and squeak uh, hey, do, a Heisman invite. Did we not talk about him for the Heisman? I guess because they hadn't played enough games. Yeah. Is that what it is? That's what it's gonna be. But he's gonna try to. He's gonna get some votes uh, on Saturday night. But they'll win. They'll win big. Um, Northwestern by twenty. Pat Fitzgerald is the uh, new coach at Iowa State, and Lovey Smith stays in Chicago. New new coach at Northwestern. Wow, ah. going to the rival. Wow, huge! It's going to be a big day in college football, guys. <laughs> we shall now head out out west to the Pac-12. USC hosts uh, Oregon. They get a home game. Yeah, it's a home game. <laughs> No, no fans. Oh, because so. they because they they can't play in San Francisco because oh, of that's the, right. They yeah. can't play at Levi because they're the only county that's smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Ed Orgeron uh, in a tight one. Uh, I'm I'm also going to pick Oregon. USC has been playing with too much fire. They came back too against UCLA heat. for their third fourth quarter rally. Uh, the match is going to end. Oregon's going to win. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, okay. No, no twenty point <laughs> victory. There. We no, don't know. No. We don't know where Mario Cristobal's going. He's staying there, I guess. <laughs> I think both Cristobal and Helton. Uh, you know, I had I had uh, feelings that USC was gonna was gonna part ways with Helton uh, for the last decade. Still, hasn't <laughs> even if they had like a year like Auburn had, which you know wasn't terrible. It wasn't the worst season they've ever had. But I mean, if he makes it to the champ- conference championship and if he wins, then, you know, he'll he'll stick around. So. Yep, which leads us last to the SEC where it just means more. Alabama, 17-point favorite against Florida. Um, Hankins. Oh, Alabama, 37. Florida, 29. I'll take it. But I'm going to say Alabama's going to score more. 52 to 28. Good Lord. I'll give a hard 41 to 20. 
Okay. So Alabama by 21. By 20. No coaching <laughs> updates? Uh, no, Dan Mullen's, <laughs> Dan Mullen's still an asshole. <laughs> I love the restraint you've shown. <laughs> See, you know, you thought there was a bit coming, but, but no, no, no. Um, well, uh, episode 183 of Throw the Flag. I swear we, we've done this 19 times. Uh, 186, be the episode, 186, no. <laughs> 186, 186, 187. Who knows? Um, well, I guess we'll kind of go out on the on the post production then of uh, Matt Creel uh, telling us why he believes in Auburn. No, no, you've misunderstood. That's not what's happening. We're doing a different. Thing. There's a post production. That's There's gonna... a thing that's going to happen in post. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That means well, after we've stopped recording, I'll so do a thing. Let's go and ahead. Will happen here. It won't and be Creel that's doing it. It will be someone else into someone Snell, else yeah. doing something else. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and uh, end this episode like we always do. Ready, boys? One, two, three. Oh, oh <laughs> I believe that this is a practical world and I can count on only what I earn. Therefore, I believe in work, hard work. I believe in education which gives me the knowledge to work wisely. And trains my minds and my hands to work skillfully. I believe in honesty and truthfulness, without which I cannot win the respect and confidence of my fellow men. I believe in a sound mind and a sound body and a spirit that is not afraid and in clean sports that develop these qualities. I believe in obedience to law because it protects the rights of all. I believe in the human touch. Are you 